What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. This show is intended for mature audiences. It contains adult themes and references to emotional and physical abuse. Please listen with care. A Dear Media original podcast. For some reason, I really feel for Madeline. You know, maybe it's how close we are in age. She could almost be a little sister to me. But our backgrounds are pretty similar, actually. We're both type A, both materially spoiled only children with charming entrepreneur fathers and mothers who didn't work, but also didn't exactly luxuriate in domestic goddess bliss. And no one was winning cooking competitions in either of our families, so... I don't think I've had so many similarities with a patient before. But the difference lies in our mothers. Mine was eccentric, but she was always on my side. Madeline's mother was basically her lifelong antagonist. Madeline got a much rawer deal. And my heart really goes out to her. Reminder to discuss and define boundaries. I swear to God, you break your arm before your kindergarten Get down. Oh, and a reminder to get the full story on the mother move-in. She brought that up way too casually. You're listening to Good Morning Monster. Session three. You get what you give. Coming! Jesus, did anyone ever tell you patience is a virtue? Mother! Hello, darling. It's been forever. Darling, did you hire a decorator for this place? It looks like a marble mausoleum. I think a neutral palette allows the beauty of the art to shine. Anyway, I'll only be here a few days. I know you've been ill, so I thought I'd check on you, take care of my precious baby. Aren't you going to offer me anything to drink? Really, Madeline, didn't I raise you better? Yes, of of course. Sorry. Um, Water? Coffee? Tea? Ugh. Martini? Madeline, don't you think it's a tad early for hard alcohol? But I'll take some Dom Perignon if it's handy. I'll have Vienna run a bottle over. I like the one from 1959. Never let a narcissist into your home. Why do you say that? They may never leave. Coffee emergency! Text Vienna your order. Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. I want to focus on what we're doing here with as few interruptions as possible. I promise you, I will focus much better with coffee. You know, my statement seems to have kind of stunned you. When you thought about your mother staying at your apartment for a prolonged period of time, 
What feelings came up for you? She doesn't actually give a shit about my health. That's all pretense. It's just another way. The universe is punishing me. Punishing you? I've had four different types of cancer. I was diagnosed with the fourth right before my 30th birthday. I'm so sorry, Madeline. The first diagnosis, my mother didn't even acknowledge. Not a peep. The second, she sent a get well soon card signed best Charlotte. Wow, does she always refer to herself by the first name? Never by mom or mother? She never liked being reminded that she was a mother. She'd make me call her Charlotte in public sometimes so she could pretend she was an older sister. And before you ask how that made me feel, it was embarrassing, okay? Everyone knew she wasn't my sister, but it would have been nice if she hadn't aged so freaking gracefully. Isn't the outside supposed to reflect what's going on on the inside? I think that's a very valid reaction to feel embarrassed by a mother attempting to appear younger than her actual age. But despite that, everyone felt obligated to indulge her. Or maybe it was more that she was so damn manipulative. People were moths to her charming flame. But then again, she did surround herself with people with similar personality types. Narcissists tend to flock together. Yes. I always hated how they slithered after her. Her little cohort of followers. She collected those little snakes like she collected fur coats, but she dropped them the second they weren't useful anymore. Anyway, uh, by the time I was diagnosed with the fourth cancer, my father felt so badly he donated a hospital wing to ensure that I at least had a private room. He and I had a little 30th birthday celebration. Domain Leroy. I've been saving this one for a special occasion. I beat out Andrew Lloyd Webber when this baby went to auction. Thank you, Daddy. But I haven't been drinking with the chemo. Oh, come on. Just a sip. To many happy returns. Hopefully next year will be better. The way you have taken on this health journey, I am just so proud of you, Maddie. Thank you. Avon calling. Mother? You actually came. Hello, darling. How are you feeling? My God, you look dreadful. What have they been feeding you in this place? Oh, I see your father is here too. Pity. Hello, Charlotte. You just missed my toast in honor of Maddie's birthday. Well, as you know, it pains me to be in the same room as your father. Charlotte, can we please play nice in the spirit of Maddie's birthday? But it is convenient to run into him as I have something for him. Divorce papers? Charlotte. (laughs) I don't think they let you serve your own divorce papers. You need a neutral party to witness. Well, you have eyes. You can witness. We'll just say you serve them for me. How about that? Fucking classic. What was that, dear? Uh, just... uh, something in my throat. I have to file for divorce. Your father is horrendously cheap. I'm really not asking much only to be able to afford a reasonable lifestyle. He's lucky I don't take him to court for neglect. (laughs) Ah, perfect timing. My daughter is having throat trouble. How are we today, Madeline? Throat trouble, huh? That's a new one. Oh, Madeline is so lucky to have such an experienced professional taking care of her. Thank you for watching over my precious baby. She's looking healthier every day. Of course. It's my pleasure. (laughs) 
so nice to have your family here with you, isn't it, Madeline? Yes, isn't it? But despite your mother serving your father divorce papers, they never actually divorced? No one in the Arlington family ever divorced. Oh, and tell me, of course. Being the first in your family to divorce must be a heavy weight to carry. I want to put a pin in that to discuss later, but before we run out of time, I want to go back to what you said before. The universe is punishing you. Do you really believe that? When things go badly, it feels like I deserve it. But when things go well, I get frightened that fate or someone will find out I'm really... a... monster. I worry that everyone will find out that I'm a monster and a phony. You are not a monster. And you are not a phony. But what if I am? You've told me that you were the top of your class. A tennis champion. You start a business from scratch. You work incredibly hard. Don't you think you deserve a little good luck now and again? Those are just achievements. Achievements of an overachiever. They don't really mean anything. Mother always said only a mother can see the monster inside her child. But she said I was fooling everyone. She, she said she'd always known the truth. What if I've been fooling you this whole time? Oh, well, I doubt that's the case. You know, remember, it's, uh, it's actually my job not to be fooled. Okay, if there was an antique that one person was telling you to buy, but 20 other experts said it was a fake, what would you do? I wouldn't purchase it, obviously. Right. So why take one person's word as gospel when you have so much evidence to the contrary? Your mother brainwashed you. It's cruel to be greeted as a monster every morning, and it isn't true. You are not a monster. Okay, I logically know what you're saying, but I, I don't think that I really know deep down. Yeah, there's a difference between hearing something as truth and subconsciously knowing it as truth. And it seems like your childhood revolved around taking your mother's abuse and keeping her secrets all at too early an age. I was always covering for mother. Sometimes she'd be hours late picking me up from school. When the principal called, my mother accused me of muling and telling lies. They may not be on to you yet, but I am, you little monster. Just like her affair, or the masticated food in the napkin, you didn't even throw her under the bus. Outsiders were concerned about her behavior, but you still got her wrath. And you know Luca wasn't the only affair she made me cover up. After him, there was Jack, the, the man my mother eventually lived with in Florida. She'd forced me to play tennis with his kids to cover up their escapades, even though they were years older than me. It was so awkward. The one time I said something to my mother, she said, I don't understand why you're such a sour puss. You love playing tennis with Bradley and Stella. Jack's kids stopped talking to him when he left their mom. Makes you wonder what kind of father he was, outside of just being unfaithful to their mom. You get what you give. You get what you give. That's the rule of functional, rewarding relationships. You get what you give. You get what you give. You get what you give. It's a freeing concept, isn't it? 
but well, if that's the rule of relationships, then why do I give so much and my mother gives so little? Well, parent-child boundaries were never established in your household. What sort of boundaries? Well, boundaries can be physical, but they're also invisible emotional lines established to separate us from others. They inform others how we expect to be treated. No is a complete sentence. Mother has no boundaries. I, I never knew where I stopped and she began. And, and any time I stood up to her or said no, she, she retaliated. And she's still like that. She has my clients out to lunch. Or, or if they have an extra ticket to the Met, they're professional colleagues. It feels very stressful to me. And when, when I asked her to stop, she said I was being a stick in the mud. But it's, it still feels inappropriate somehow. Yeah, that makes sense. She's blurring your professional and private life. Plus, with everything going on with your business, you don't need to be worried about your mother ruining a professional contact. Exactly. But what can I do? She, she is my mother, and she doesn't have anywhere else to go right now. I guess Jack bankrupted another business, and they lost their townhome in Florida. that That's the real reason she's visiting me. Just because you can help your mother doesn't mean you should. I mean, mother wasn't all bad, you know. <sighs> she gave me my work ethic. I was forbidden to be lazy. How, how else would I have ended up here? When I was a kid, all my dolls had to be perfectly lined up according to size, and if one bunny was in the wrong position, Charlotte would say, What's wrong with that one? It looks like it's ready to pounce. You do a fantastic impression of your mother. Did your mother ever dole out praise for a job well done? Praise? From my mother? No. She was never satisfied. Right, so that isn't a healthy work ethic. That's unending perfectionism. Your mother kept you on a merry-go-round of anxiety, trying to please her. A merry-go-round of anxiety is certainly an accurate description of my childhood. Either that or being chased by a chain-smoking clown through a funhouse. Before our next session, consider where attention to detail ends and potential addiction to work begins. Do, do you feel like you use work as a coping mechanism? Coffee? Uh, thank you. Anything else? If I wanted anything else, I would tell you. Jesus, Alexandru. Leave. <sighs> what exactly is the situation between you and Alex? Oh, so sorry, Dr. Gildener. I'm getting a call. I'll see you next week. Of course. Well, tell him we don't do returns. And I guarantee there was no crack on the side table when we shipped it. Oh, yeah. Finally, someone who understands how things are done. Be a dear and give me the man's phone number. I'm sorry, Mrs. Arlington, but our client files are confidential. Yeah. You and I both know you're the smartest person in this office. We must work together to ensure Madeline promotes you in a timely manner. How about that number? Keep asking, Mrs. Arlington, but the answer's still no. Take your cruise tickets and go... Oh, hi, Dr. G. 
Oh, you must be the shrink who's treating my poor sick daughter. Lovely to meet you, Mrs. Arlington. Oh, please, Mrs. Arlington's my mother-in-law's name. Call me Charlotte. Personally, I've never needed therapy. Cigarettes and alcohol worked fine for me. Wasn't Freud the one who thought everything was the mother's fault? Thank God he's dead. Unfortunately, I have to catch a plane, but again, it was very nice to meet you. Have a wonderful time on your cruise. Hi, listeners. Laura here, one of the producers of Good Morning Monster. We'd like to take a brief moment to thank our sponsors and tell you a little bit about the fabulous and very fitting services they offer. Good Morning Monster deals with themes on mental health, anxiety, and depression, so we're really grateful to be partnering with HERS on this project. When you're experiencing anxiety or depression, getting help can feel impossible. Adding another thing to the to-do list, building up the energy to reach out, or even just figuring out where to start can feel totally overwhelming. That's why HERS makes it simple to get access to the treatment you need. If you visit forhers.com monster, you can complete a free online assessment whenever and wherever you want. A licensed healthcare professional will review your intake and then can prescribe a proven mental health medication if it's right for you. Once prescribed, HERS ships your medication to you directly for free. Plus, through the HERS app, you can track your refills, explore curated content, and message your care team anytime. If you've tried it all, it's time to try HERS. Start your free assessment today at forhers.com slash monster. That's forhers.com slash monster. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Controlled substances are not available through our platform. <laughs> Two minutes with the woman and I smelled narcissism with psychopathic frosting. Let's get inside. How you doing, Siggy? Mm. Okay, you got my full attention to peer supervision and beyond. Yeah, so back to the NPD of it all. How have you handled narcissist parents with your clients? Mm, that's a tough one. Some clients can learn defensive strategies so they can be in their parents' presence. You know, gray rock, behavior modify the parent. That's helpful if they want to stay involved in family events or if they have to live with the narcissist. But some of my patients' parents have been so abusive Cutting contact was the only option. The question is, does everyone need a parent? Or is having no parent better than having an abusive one? Hmm. I don't know what I'd recommend. Yeah, and each case is different, right? When it comes down to it, the patient will make their decision. It isn't our place to push them toward a specific choice. Right. Yeah, we can only hold up a mirror to the behavior and be a resource for healthier options. It's interesting you were able to meet your patient's mother. And honestly, that's something I've wished for with a few cases, but obviously narcissists seldom agree to go to therapy, but it seems like a major boundary violation. Yeah, I know. And all those people coming in and out of your sessions like that, very unprofessional. You should be in your own fucking office. Your patient should fly to you. Yeah, well, she's afraid of flying. Still, 
There is something off about this whole situation. Did you truly feel she needed a double session this week? Or did you just want to hang out with me? Uh, oh, it's Michael. Well, you should take that. The look on your face tells me you don't want to answer the question I just asked, so I suggest you think on it. You good if I grab us some drinks? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm all peer supervised out. Sig, I'm in the mood for something spicy. What you got for me? Hello? Are you at the airport yet? I can't make the school meeting. I texted you. I met my patient's mother today. And I think it's best if we do another session tomorrow. I'm gonna stay overnight. Two weeks ago there was bad weather. And now you need to do a double session? I mean, I won't even mention your six sessions turned into almost a year. When we talked about six sessions, I had no idea how much work I'd need to do with this client. I feel like you're coming up with excuses to stay in New York. I'd appreciate it if you'd just be honest with me about it. I'm trying to do what's best for my patients. Over the meeting? Over up and deal with it, Mikey. Shh. Who's that? I'm just out grabbing something to eat. Look, I really don't think it matters if we miss the meeting. You know these things are just meet and greet so that we can see what we're paying for. You have a great night. Did you want to talk about that fib you just told, or...? What? Just because we're drinking now doesn't mean we won't get food later. Uh-huh. Anyway, I do believe you ended our peer supervision session, Dr. Lynette, right before you got me this... dangerous-looking drink. <laughs> Alrighty, then. Drink up, Buttercup. You look like shit. No offense, Dr. G. Yeah, thank, thank you, Vienna. You can always be counted on for an honest opinion. <sighs> Just, uh, can you, can you send that coffee guy in when you put a set? Already on it. Oh, wow. Oh, sorry. Too loud. No, that's good. I'm good. Okay, so I wanted to mention the clock is really taking on the whole flying thing. We have clients asking for refunds. We gotta get people on planes fast. Also, you might want to know, Madeline cornered everyone in the office this morning and asked if they think she's a workaholic. Wow, that's, uh... Of course, she is crazy. Lee, I know I didn't hear you call Madeline crazy. Madeline works nonstop and basically sleeps in the office. I hate to say it, but the whole office is on the verge of quitting. Then why don't you quit? I'm fiercely loyal, sometimes to a fault. I've worn the exact same undergarments since I was 17. I ordered them online. I think that's something you should keep to yourself. Nobody likes a prude, Vienna. But at least you can't beat the overtime pay. It paid for my flight to Tulum last Christmas. Don't tell Madeline. She'd kill me for getting on Speaking a- of pay, don't you have a job to do? Or should I tell Madeline you're taking a sick day? I'm trying to help. We all just want what's best for Madeline. Sorry about that. Have a good session. I thought about what you said. Oh? I love my work, but there are times when I get a little bit obsessive. Maybe I am a workaholic, but what successful person isn't? Especially successful women. We have to work extra hard to be taken seriously, and my business is important. Are you feeling okay, Dr. Gildener? Uh, I'm fine, yeah. I just need coffee. I understand completely. 
If I could have the stuff in an IV, I would. I'll text to Alexandra. I'd appreciate that. Thank you. <sighs> Workaholic behavior is the only addictive behavior our society doesn't demonize. Did you ever witness your mother having similar obsessions when you were a child? <laughs> well, my mother didn't work. Obsessions can come in all different shapes and sizes. You know, I actually met Charlotte yesterday. Yes. Vienna told me she was scrounging for client phone numbers again. Unbelievable. I noticed her eyebrows. They're quite something, aren't they? When I was a kid, she'd pluck them out by the root and sometimes even gouge the skin with her tweezers until she was bloody. I think that's about all she can do these days. You know the hair stops growing eventually. She always told my father she was driven to do it by me, the monster, and by my father and his stodgy, judgmental parents. It's a, uh, it's a compulsive disorder called trichotillomania. It's very common, but unfortunately it's difficult to treat. Can, can you relate to that compulsion? I don't have anywhere near the same problem. I, I tweeze my eyebrows, but I don't break the skin. Mine are in style. Oh, well, I believe that's our time, Dr. Gildener. Should we schedule? Uh, yes. Let me get my calendar. Do you have any fun holiday plans? Uh, I'll be home. Alone, most likely. I dished out quite a sum of money to get Mother shipped off to a luxury cruise to get a little peace and quiet for once. Anton said he'd cook for me, but I don't know. And obviously, I can't go to my father's house, so... Wait, who's Anton? Anton is... Well, he, he, he's one of my employees. One of the ones who annoys me the least. I guess I would call him a friend. He promised me some sort of fancy Russian cake. Oh, I, I, I almost forgot. I, I got you a present, Dr. Gildener. I think it will make our sessions much more enjoyable for you. Oh, Madeline, I really appreciate the thought, but if, I'm afraid I, it, it'd be unethical for me to accept a gift. But the, the wrapping is very beautiful. Oh, yes. Vienna is very good, isn't she? It's strange. I've never had a working relationship with someone who wouldn't accept my gifts. I can assure you I'm very happy to be here. It's my job to help you on your mental health journey to the best of my ability. No additional gifts required. I know that I can be difficult at times. I admire that you're putting in so much work to live a healthier life. What we're doing is hard. You don't need to buy my admiration. I'm on your side, Madeline. Well, I wouldn't say I was trying to buy... You make it sound so sleazy, like a bribe or something, but... Thank you. That means a lot. I swear to God, Alexandru, if you don't start knocking, I'm going to ship you off to Beijing in our smallest shipping container. And I will go to human resources person, complain of hostile workplace. We don't have an HR department. Thank you, Alexandru. For one so beautiful, you have such darkness inside you. Okay, what is going on there? That can't just be about lack of knocking and the messed up coffees. Yes, that's... You promise you won't hate me. I said I'm on your side and I meant it. I won't ever hate you. 
And, and I promise I won't be shocked by anything you say. I guarantee I've pretty much heard it all. Well... Alexandru and I... God, I am just like Mother. I really should be shot on sight. Alexandru and I... We had an affair. Good Morning Monster is a Dear Media production. Produced with Wolf at the Door. Based on Catherine Gildner's literary work, Good Morning Monster. Starring Britt Lauer as Kathy, Aya Cash as Madeline, Dan Stevens as Duncan, and Judith Light as Charlotte. This episode also features Amber Iman, Liza Colon-Zayas, Cheryl Texera, Jono Wilson, Lauren Bostick, Pun Bandu, Quincy Dunbaker, and Time Winters. Good Morning Monster was executive produced, written, and created by Katherine Gildner. The show was written and produced by Alexandra E. Hartman. Directed and produced for Dear Media by Laura Ramaday. Executive produced by Winnie Kemp, Alex Kemp, and Chica Barbosa for Wolf at the Door. Executive produced for Dear Media by Jocelyn Falk, Paige Port, Lauren Bostick, and Michael Bostick. Casting by Kate Geller, CSA, assisted by Ross Schenker. Music composition by Daniel Burnell. Dialogue editing by Darren Bowling. Sound design and mix by Josh Falcon. Recording engineering by Bo Milkis. Associate produced for Wolf the Door by Makatsi Rukundo. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a rating and review. 